What's up, hoes? How are you? It's your hosts, Maddie and Sammy. We are being robotic. <laughs> oh, that was more like a backup truck, but, oh, no, but regardless, it's it's machinery. Fine. Backup trucks are robots. Yes, yes, Transformers. Seen, actually, sorry, sorry. Have you seen those like those new age like garbage trucks that just like come out with like a burp, burp, like the pitchfork barrel, they have them in the rich neighborhoods in Massachusetts. So oh. like the tax dollars are going somewhere. They're not going anywhere for where I live, but they are going somewhere. They're going somewhere. Sick. Those Hell, things are yeah. they're literally transformers. Anyway, sorry. Hell, <laughs> yeah, no fucking machinery. We are talking um AI today. We are going over the movie uh, Ex Machina that came out in uh, 2015, and it was directed by Alex Garland. Um, Yeah, so we wanted to get into it because it's another A24 flick, and it's a real good one. Mm -hmm. It's a mind puller. Makes you think. Makes you feel. It makes you question your life. You're like, am I real? It's, It's a whole journey. It's a whole journey. Um... Yeah, so I think we just really want to get into this because we've watched a lot of other artificial intelligence uh, movies and shows, and it is always really, really compelling. And Sam and I, unfortunately, didn't start this podcast five years ago, which we should have because all of those phone calls have gone to waste, and you couldn't hear any of it. And it was so fun and intelligent. Um not to, not to be like oh we're so smart because obviously we're not you're here no, with us we're, we're dummies, dumb but we but that's the thing is like we're breaking down smart shit for dummies basically oh yeah and we're trying way. to we're trying we're to we want to learn yeah. we want to expand exactly and the thing is is folks we're relatable whether you like it or not so we try to be <laughs> at least <laughs> well anyways welcome welcome hbo's so glad to have you back if you are following. If not, you should be. Uh, so yeah, let's get into this movie. Let's, uh, let's I think, start off with, like, overall thoughts. How did you feel? Um, okay, so I watched this movie, just as a preface, I've watched this movie um, probably for the first time in, like, 20 like five years ago right came on 2015 i probably watched it for the first time in 2018 um and one of the things that like i remember thinking and when maddie and i because before we do these pods we like the night before so last night we watch it together on facetime Mm -hmm. um which is fun because we have to like word for word like pause and play at the same time (laughs) It's a real treat, but it is is nice being able to watch it with her and then be able to talk about it the next day. But, um, I remember like watching it yesterday or like, like going to it and realizing that it was almost two hours long and not remembering it being that long at all. So that was really cool. I was like, oh shit, it was that entertaining that I really thought it was like an hour and 20 minute movie. Yeah, it didn't feel that long to me last night either. Yeah, no, it it really doesn't. And I think that, like, the tension builds so well throughout it. 
Um, I think it's fucking dope. Uh, Maddie didn't really embellish on this part of it, but like we wanted to start this podcast halfway through the latest season of Westworld. And oh my we, God. like yes. it was a clusterfuck because we were like, we have had so many, literally docked so many hours of talking <laughs> about this shit, but like we had the most com- com- compelling conversations about AI and humanity and consciousness and empathy and all these things that like we were like, uh, at a certain point, you know, we were just like, we should put this on record, right? Like, fuck yeah. it. And it just so happened to be like, like season four, episode five of Westworld. And we were like, ah, oh, we can like archival <laughs> fucking record the, the whole first season. And then it, it just didn't work. Too hard. And it's I, too and I'm hard. Sure we would have started on season one of Westworld because that's where like our true love of like talking about AI like started was, you know, just Westworld in general. So like shout out HBO's. but yeah no it was just the whole idea the whole concept is so intriguing the um I loved the dialogue between Caleb and um Caleb and what's his name what's his name uh Caleb and Nathan yes um the dialogue between them every time it was just like poignant and like like whose dick is bigger almost and I, I don't know I just I loved it it was like politics within like very smart conversation mm-hmm. um so yeah no but I loved it I thought it was great what did you think Manny uh yeah no I obviously loved this movie as well um I think it's just so compelling it is so intriguing it's so smart Um, I think that there's some similarities that they probably have drawn from other similar like AI stuff that's come out in the past. So I did like take note of some of those things. And uh, obviously I'm going to hit up the aesthetics here because the framing and the lighting and I don't know, some of those like natural light shots. I don't know. It was just really... um, it felt like suspended in time. Mm-hmm. I felt very like it grabbed me and like held me there for a moment. Yeah. Rather than just like going so quickly through things. Like I felt like I noticed uh, everything rather than having to go back and watch a movie oh, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. They they really did. And I think that there was like like a very smart like minimalism to everything mm-hmm. like even the scene I didn't catch it the first time that I watched it but I saw it when I watched it with you like when Oscar Isaac brings um it's Nathan that brings Caleb to his room and he like the first like the first time that I watched it, I didn't realize that there were no windows and mm-hmm. it's been years since I've watched it. So it wasn't like that caught in my head. But then the first thing that I noticed when I watched it again last night was there's no windows in here. Like there, right. this is, this is a tight concrete space. Mm-hmm. And that's, and then Oscar Isaac's character brings that up. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, it's just, there's very much like, that's just an example of the minimalism of the movie is like even just like the hallway and the doors yes. and everything looks the same. And, you know, the, like, I think one of my favorite things was like that 
the house is so minimalistic and it's so um I don't know but like then you have these shots of like this variety of nature that Mm -hmm. that offset it really well Yeah. yeah Yeah, they did a really good job with framing and something else uh, I think I mentioned to you a little bit last night because it was like my favorite thing is it reminded me a lot of like, and I'm very rusty, so correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, everybody, but I do have a bachelor's degree in art history, so hopefully I'm not fucking this up. Um, It kind of reminded me of like Japanese gardens like looking through a smaller space into a bigger space or even a bigger space into a smaller space which is more of what we saw in this movie because we're looking at confinement and you're right uh oscar isaac's character did say that uh it was a research facility not a home even though aesthetically like it looked like somewhere comfortable to be which obviously if you're researching for years like it should be comfortable and livable Mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know I just something about that felt super serene and peaceful oh, even yeah. though this is like more of a, a thriller and or a suspenseful movie mm-hmm. uh I don't um, know I, I really I like also, I will say that there is um with you giving that there is uh, a book that was then turned into the Wizard of Oz that was called Through the Looking Glass that oh. Um, Caleb actually mentioned and he said it in the movie like it's like through the looking glass like it's 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 yeah so so that just on the Japanese garden yeah that's exactly right that's exactly the the lock just clicked right yeah Yeah, and obviously there was a lot of like uh surveillance like he had to watch Mm -hmm. his prototype um you know evolve but Oh, by the way, I guess we should give like a quick synopsis of what is <laughs> happening in this movie. Uh, if, you're, so, if you're watching this without ever having seen X Magna, we love you. Please stay. But, yeah. Like, yeah, truly. Um, and we're also sorry because we're not professionals at this. We're just two people. We're just fucking around. We're doing yeah. makeup. We're doing fucking pods. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, this movie is about a guy who is pretty much a coder. He's very smart. Um, and he's like kind of nerdy. I would say probably a lonely guy. We find out later that he doesn't have any parents or much family. Um, and he gets selected by his company to go on this like research trip with like the, basically the CEO you know, the head fucking guy who's doing all the research and, like, oh, making yeah. and, shit like, happen. And, like, this company as, like, an equal to Google, but probably even more powerful. Yeah, and specifically for probably AI, um, yeah. which is Google. Anyways, uh, it's, uh, so they go on this... Well, he goes on this research thing with this CEO and uh, it turns out to be really an interesting journey. He meets his, so his prototype, which is a robot, very, very smart robot, artificial intelligence robot. Her name is Ava and Mm -hmm. um, he wants to test the robot's ability for humanity which he refers to as the turing test which is a real thing um and it's that's basically the movie but then it turns out to be catastrophic catastrophic 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That's great. That was a yeah. great synopsis. Okay. If you haven't watched the movie, please see yourself out now because. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And go watch it because you will be so pleased. It's a thinker. Oh, You're going to be just visually fed. It's going to be so great. You're going to yeah. love it. It's it's honestly wonderful. The way that it makes you think along with how it pleases your eye is great. Mm-hmm. I think great. Even- and you don't. You don't get a lot of movies like that. Like, I think that, like, with movies, um, specifically with, like, indie films, I'm thinking about, like, the ones that, like, have visually stunned me. Mm-hmm. They're either making me think or feel something, and most of the time they're making me feel something. Like, it's an emotional mm-hmm. base, and then they're throwing in, like, just, like, unimaginary cinematography and then a great score. Whereas this movie, it's a great score and it's just plain as fuck, uh, like imagery with some like scapes, right? Like Mm -hmm. with some good nature, but the dialogue fucking held me by my throat the entire time. Yeah. And like I said, like, I really thought the movie was so much shorter than it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's it's compelling. We're, like, yeah, we were trying to plan it last night. Like, what are we going to watch this? Da, 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 whatever. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll put it off. And, you know, like, we like we just have a, a schedule. Like, how are we going to do this? What day are we going to do this? And then I saw that it was an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, 55 zero. And I was like, <laughs> oh fuck okay this is two hours long like this is i thought like i really was i thought it was like an hour and 20 like that's what it felt like the first time that i watched it which is a great sign that's incredible because there's a lot of movies that like even though they're great like the godfather let's just talk about it is like three hours long and like as great as it is and like francis ford coppola like we love you but like it's a long fucking movie and it feels yeah. like a long movie. It is yeah. it is there and it's there to stay. This did not feel like that at all. It felt like like quick. And yes. it's how you know the tension fr- from the very moment that Caleb walks into that house, it is tension. Yeah. And it is it's just this like like gorgeous slow build tension and even then it's like the way that they're able to keep that slow, like it doesn't, it's not escalating really at all. It's staying at like, you get to one point and then you stay there for a while. Yes. And, and one thing like I'm realizing after now that we're like dissecting all of these movies, like how similar at like movies are to theater mm-hmm. in terms of acts and like, yeah. So, like, I just feel like act one is, like, the Caleb, like, meeting Nathan, right? Mm -hmm. And just that, like, and then meeting Ava, and then you go step up, and then you coast for a bit. And then, and that's why they, like, put the Ava sessions in sessions. Like, it's, like, Ava session number what? And then at a certain point, like, Ava session number three, I think it was, it was, like, when Ava was just, like, you can't trust Nathan mm-hmm. and then that tension starts built. So you go up and then um, you coast there for a little bit because yeah. everyone is, and like, it just, it makes so much sense because all of these people are just very smart. Mm-hmm. None of them are emotional. None of them, yeah. you know, Nathan or Caleb, I would say is like the most emotional out of all of them because he's the one that actually tries to save the bitch who is like 
Peace. Um, <laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> but I mean, all of them are very smart, analytical people. So it just makes sense that the storyline would even go in this like mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and develop this way. Um, but I feel like all of it was three acts and I felt this, like I said the same thing about the movie X was like, there's act one and there's act two and they're totally different. And there's one thing that completely divides them. And that's how this is too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the structure. Um, and I think that, you know, something that you said, like about the movie feeling shorter than it is, it gives you enough time though, even in the movie to process what's going on, the way that tension is building because it coasts for long enough. And I think that's why the movie feels short. Like you can see it at the ends. You're like, Oh, that was an hour and 50 minutes, but it, you know, like you can see why it is that way when you think about it, but it doesn't feel that way when you're watching it. And that is really, I think, uh, hard thing to do so and a true honor for a movie it's like you never want it to feel like it's taking as long as it does you want you know it's like maddie said literally last night like oh my god i could watch that again right now you know yes that's how like good it was that's how intriguing it was that's how much and like i think that like with this to to like just in terms of maddie this is just me talking about like her point of view so like like correct me if i'm wrong but like i don't think you will i don't I, I like i love a um like a high stakes anxiety battle with movies you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i want to fucking feel something <laughs> truly you know, um i'm trying like i honestly we were talking about um extending this series and what other movies we might do and i really want to throw i'm just going to say this i really want to throw um uncut gems on the table uncut gems uncut gems um because it you have serious anxiety from minute fucking one in that movie and it is nothing but a build and it is it is the most incredible thing i've ever felt watching a movie but i know that maddie probably doesn't want that and i think that this is her kind of movie this is like the slow tension you only get anxiety towards a certain part right and then you start like it's it's slow anxiety it's not a fast horror thriller anxiety it's it's slowly building until because it pulls you outside of yourself that's Mm -hmm. what i want i'm like pull me outside of my body and make me feel like i don't even know who the fuck i am anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i want I feel like you can't be yanked out of yourself, though, right? Like, you you need a slow pull, probably. Slow pull. I don't know. A slow pull. Well, um, it, it's, you know, I think yeah, majority of the time, slow folks. pull. But other times, once in a while, a yank to reset, yeah, like recalibrate this system. <laughs> a yank is nice sometimes. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So is a slow pull, but you know. Oh no, I love a yank, but um Oh my not, god. Not a yank uh when it's gonna scare me. I love a yank when I'm prepared for it. Okay, sure. You know? I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh um, my god. <laughs> um but yeah, no, so there is like a difference if I'm comparing like the movie the me specifically, Maddie has not mm-hmm. seen Uncut Gems, I don't think. Maybe. Maybe. 
I think I could go for something high anxiety. High oh, no, 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 no. But I'm saying you haven't seen it. No, yet. I haven't seen it. Okay. All right. So I'm comparing something like Uncut Gems to um, Xbox. Now, both of them are considered thrillers. Both of them, co- like, completely different cast, completely different directors, completely different writers, etc. So different movies entirely. But the way that Uncut Gems starts is, like, you literally, like, start, you get, like, 60 seconds and then like you're rocketed up in anxiety and it's oh. it's just such riding that coaster the entire time whereas this was just such a slow like i said act one you're yeah. at like phase one anxiety act yeah. two you're at phase two anxiety act three you're at phase three and then the end of act three you're you're fucking climax yeah which is like really interesting for movies like when you think about movies in the way that they are it's normally like so 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 up really high then mm-hmm. down then slow mm-hmm. right like and that's how they go mm-hmm. this was the opposite yeah and- no and i really appreciate that because i think that the ending leaves the ambiguity so well like you understand enough but it leaves you with questions that so many Mm -hmm. so many you know and we'll get we'll get to the end you know uh, like where did she go what did I but I do think like it is it's nice I do like a a, like a a little bit of a different structure in that way where it's like oh slow and I think that maybe even a fast build up to something like climax at the end I might like Mm -hmm. because it feels even though it's ambiguous, it still feels resolute. Like yes. there is something really definitive about the way that it ends, but also like, oh, what could happen from here? You know, like they could have definitely yeah. done a sequel or two. And Not okay. that I wanted that. I actually like it that it doesn't have it. I'm like, oh yeah, perfect. That I would prefer better. for all things with ambiguous endings to not have a sequel. Just stop yeah. making sequels, please. Yeah, Thanks. Don't. Um just never again. I never want another <laughs> sequel again. Ever. I don't care ever. How, how good you think it's gonna be. Stop. Stop yeah, it. Don't do it. Um, yeah, no, but you're totally right. Like, and I love the ambiguous ending. I love that, like, and that was another thing that like just talking about like indie film, one of the things that like Hollywood doesn't like that shit. They like a beginning, middle, and end. They like a beginning build up to the plot a plot in the middle and then the end as like a resolution right Mm -hmm. and like that's one thing that like fuck that we're done with that storyline that's not how things go yeah like it's not it's not yeah some things are only a movie and they're only one season and that's fine that is okay in Mm -hmm. this capitalistic society just you know, let it go, baby. Just yeah. let it go. It's okay to do that sometimes. So yeah, I do. Yeah. So th- there's just a lot of things about this movie um, that I think that they did really well. So I think, I think we should rewind a little bit and, and start with uh, Nathan, who is the CEO and Caleb, who is the employee who won this like research trip. Um, mm-hmm. So he's living there. Yep. And he's working there. Wait, Nathan is living and working there. Yes. Yes. Um, and Caleb comes to also, how long is he there? A week? Is that what he said? He's there. But it feels like a like much longer three, time, like three no, months. I think, I think he's, no, no, no. He's there like three or four days. 
Yes. Damn, that went down fast as hell. Fuck, yeah. Okay, that feels very unethical. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, is like, let let's let's be known. As soon as Caleb shows up, Nathan is clearly a functioning alcoholic. So, like, let let like that's just that's clear as day. Okay, is, yeah. He's nursing a hangover as soon as he shows up, and then every single day that he's there, he's drinking himself to sleep. Okay, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that because I was so enthralled with everything else. And I'm like, no wonder he thought it was a good idea to like to do to this. Work. Yeah, and look at what it look at what happened to him. But. Literally when I turned to you last night and I he like it was the last day. We're jumping to the end here, but it was when Caleb had this like master plan of oh, yeah. Nathan drunk and and then he it's like the fucking morning time it's probably like 10 a.m and he's like you know Nathan's like oh it's your last day we should celebrate whatever mm-hmm. and then Caleb's like oh yeah let's celebrate with a fucking shot of vodka and then he declines it and I looked at Maddie and I was like fucking idiot like yeah so dumb I'm just like yeah no first of all honey you're making it obvious very so obvious like stop that stop that you know you gotta let the alcoholic come to you they always will they always will truly truly so yeah no that that makes a lot of sense it's crazy because i'm like you're a genius obviously but then you're also a functioning alcoholic so you're not making the best decisions you decided to bring this he probably makes really good decisions during the day and then at nighttime, he checks out. Yeah, obviously. That is, he is compartmentalizing in the fucking oh, yeah. alcohol. And the, you know what? Do you, buddy. Just don't get everyone killed. And don't make sex robots for you that have a consciousness. That's something that I didn't know if we were going to touch on. I don't want to get too deep into it because I feel like the rage just, I can't even have a clear conversation about it. It just makes me mad. And I'm sure there's a lot of reasons that I'm not eloquent enough to like speak on and be like, oh, speak, you know, but you know, it feels just very like, oh, I just saw a video on TikTok. I wish I could fucking name the creator off my head, but no, you know, I was probably just doom scrolling. So like, I don't know who it was, but shout out to them because they said it really smart. Um, But you know, it just, it leans into porn a lot and like it reminds me of that because it's an object it's objectified and I heard a girl talking about how important it was to recognize that young men are uh seeing porn way they've had so many porn sexual interactions way before they've ever seen like a real naked woman and that blew my mind I was like oh my god no wonder no wonder even me like even me too but it old as i am i yeah no porn was a huge thing because the internet yeah I mean, spurred it up hbo after dark baby spurred it the fuck up hbo that, that is my sexual thing. i was like what is this what what is is this? the bunny house what, what is this oh my god i can't i can't i'm yeah. curious wait no was the l word on hbo no, I think it was Showtime. Oh, damn. Yeah. HBO and Showtime always be doing some sexy shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stars did some shits, too. They all oh, that's the, the other the, one. Mm-hmm. All the premier tables uh. of our time. 
but yeah no we we had it but like not at anywhere near no. as like i didn't have access i didn't have a cell phone i had to like no. porn like if i was looking up porn it was on my fucking living the living room, room. yes <laughs> yes every millennial knows so, this like trying to like quickly like yeah like <laughs> fucking disaster so there was still no shame in it you know there was still some kind of derogatory like well, this and i think also good. even teaching women like the you know like what you're seeing is on screen is like oh is this what's is is this what is okay in yeah. this realm you know, and now that we're older, we all know that it's not. And anyways, this is a deeper discussion. And that's why I was like, oh, are we going to touch on this? Because I knew it was going to be, I don't know. It rubs me the like, fucking wrong like, way, bitch. Like, fuck it. Let's touch on it. Like, we have not yet in yeah. any of our other, like, pods. Yeah, right? I don't like, think that we've had like, the presentation of, of it yet. One of the things, like, I will say in this movie was, like, the first time that I watched it, one of the biggest things and biggest like holy fucking shit moments was when I realized that uh Kyoko his assistant was not actually just like a Japanese or Asian woman mm-hmm. that didn't speak English like she was actually a robot like mm-hmm. a, an AI machine that wasn't like she probably could very well still understand people she just couldn't speak back Correct. And it was like the moment where um, Caleb walks into the room and she just starts like unbuttoning her blouse. And I'm like, it killed me. It fucking killed me because like, you know, we're like, like, I think, you know, I don't know, maybe in this conversation we should like touch on like how we feel about AI and consciousness. Yeah, we'll get there. It's such a, like, it's so like, difficult to explain because it's like what is consciousness and what is like what does that actually mean and you know whatever but like the thing is is like I think that like what our bottom line has always been is like whether or not it's real it matters how you treat them right like well and how how it makes you feel as well because guess what feelings are real Mm-hmm. You know, so I think we talked a lot and I want to bring this up right now. I think this is a good opportunity to talk a little bit about Westworld and not only the movie, uh, but especially the series, because the series dives really deeply into it. And we've had a lot of conversation about how would you act if you went to a Westworld? How would you know? And I also want to bring up an episode of Black Mirror. I don't know what it's called, but they had a really good one about AI and it's like, you but you're small it's like your mini consciousness in like an alarm clock and you like live there but it like does everything fucking for you right but like I don't even know I don't want to go into too many details because I'll probably fuck it up because I don't remember it it's been a while since I watched that but it was very telling about how people treat AI you know uh like when you think like it's like going into a theme park with no fucking rules and having Literally, you know, like, so like how how would you act? Yeah, exactly. And this was uh like a question that I've like said to Maddie multiple times is like if and, and she's repeated back to me, it's like if we're talking about like how we feel about a certain person or we just met this like I don't know. We've talked about it in a lot of different situations, but like like, okay, if you are doubting this person, give them all the money and all the power in the world and how would they act? Mm-hmm. And that's what you need to know about them. Yeah, like, like imagine how 
imagine how they would act and 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 then build your truth off of that because that is where it is that literally that's where the truth is right so it's like you have a person that you like I don't know like it's just and what's so interesting about this is that like Nathan specifically when we first meet him just looks like a very like relatable like smart guy etc cetera, etc cetera. and then Caleb. Oh, no 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 I'm talking about Nathan I'm talking Nathan about the, is the Oscar guy. Isaac yes okay just yeah kidding yeah yeah so when we first meet him we're just like okay, this relatable guy this you know kind of charismatic guy this confident guy this smart guy and we're like and I'm enthralled by him from the first time I watched him before Oscar Isaac was the shit for smelling yeah, yeah. his fucking armpit and giving her the sex eye before I like Ugh. truly fell in love with him yes but um you know, he like, and he is making valid points, very good points. And he's talking Caleb through this whole thing. And, but then it's like, it, it just begs the same question. Like once we find out throughout this movie, like when you give this guy enough money and enough power, what does he do? He plays God. And he is arrogant enough to think that he's rightful in doing so. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, and that's not to say like you're fucking, oh, I'm talking to this guy and like, he's not going to do this shit, but like, Mm -hmm. think about like how he would act, how he would treat others, sure, how he would treat you, how he would, like, you know. Right. And my, sorry, not to cut you off, but my point on that is like a little bit further, you know, we don't know yet if AI, like we don't have a method, the scientific method to prove that AI is sentient and conscious and thinking and reacting and living, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think when we think about, like, what do people do with money and power and they're playing God and, like, since we don't have something to measure, their experience is kind of where I'm going at. Like, after I think about that, I'm like, oh, what is their experience, you know? And, like, we we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, we can't completely empathize but like we can see that like you know in history uh humans of all kinds have abused those that they thought were lesser than oh every single time every single time and like and not even just humans but like animals and the earth and Mm -hmm. all these things like we know that we know that history repeats itself right the only thing like like, yeah, so it's, like, we, like, and I think that that's what is so compelling about AI stories is that, like, there is this impending doom when we think about it, right? Like, this, like, cycle of, like, we know this is not going to end well because it never fucking does when humans try to control anything. Well, right, and when you think about it, any script that's given to AI is human-based, which means it's going to learn all of the human tactics and things. Like, what do you think AI is going to act like? It's going to act like humans. Exactly, and then and then that's and a annihilator. Like, point for this movie is like, yeah. okay, how is Ava going to act? She's going to act like Nathan. Yeah, exactly. It's her fucking daddy, right? Yeah. Like she daddy like, issues, baby. Exactly. So it's like you know, it, it, like 
it, it so and then just bringing this back to like Westworld, it's like we had this um what was a very compelling about the first couple of seasons of that that show was that we had um Ford who was the one that made the entire park started making the mm-hmm. uh, posts is mm-hmm. what they called them and but he seemed like such a good guy mm-hmm. right and that was one of the biggest things was like he seemed like such a good guy this man was playing god and it's the same thing with nathan except mm-hmm. nathan doesn't hide it as well he's arrogant and he's yeah you know, that's why he has to be so damn secluded so no one exactly. fucking finds yes, out no one fucking mercs his ass yeah yeah so it's like it's like even that like and that's i think a lot of the thing is like the people that are like in power that are like okay we can control ai and we can do this the right way and everything i'm just like no but like at a certain no you can't because everyone that has ever tried to and i'm not basing this totally off shows of course Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is that like if you think that you are holy enough to make ai you are not holy enough. Trust me, the yeah, holiest like, of people well, are not making life. They're right. not doing this. Yeah, yeah. if you're not creating consciousness are. through like a womb, you're not creating consciousness. Mm-hmm. You're you're just not. Like I don't know. Like maybe one day I'll have to eat these words, but I don't think so. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think, and I think, okay, now is a really good time to segue into um, Nathan's explanation of why he thinks his AI has consciousness. So what I really like about his explanations is that I don't think he actually, he doesn't believe that they're conscious and making these free will decisions, but it's so deceptive. It's so realistic that he's like, if people think that it is, than it is. Let people believe what they want to believe. And even though he knows, I know this isn't real, real. I'm the creator. I'm still going to let, I'm going to let it work to my benefit because it is so compelling and it's so So believable. You can adapt to it so easily. Yeah. It feels natural. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So that is, is really interesting too, because he, basically says like in the beginning and he fucks over Nathan in this right like yeah. his whole thing was like I'm giving you this test like to like I'm I'm ta- I'm basically asking you to test this robot and ask you know and and, and then find out if it's if conscious think that she's conscious um but then throughout uh Caleb starts to learn that like this isn't at all what he wanted and then by the end of it he realizes that as long as she was able to convince you and manipulate you that's all I needed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and that's exactly what happened right. and so it's like he is not just make it like he's not just trying to make AI to be a sort of person like he's trying to make ai to be an army uh like well and i think also to to specific people right he does ask him later on did you search my porn history to create her face so and uh, that's again like let's you know just bringing up westworld's like the ai parks things like that for it to be believable to be convincing enough it needs to appeal to your liking as an individual so like collecting 
that kind of data on somebody, which you know they're they're already collecting data on us. Of course they are. You know, and they're selling in. That's why we get targeted ads. You know, so like when you think about it in this realm, of course he needed like so to me i'm like oh you have something bigger in mind like you're trying to sell something more to other people to specialize it you know that's like almost where he was oh, going yeah, no. and, and uh, well and i will just cut you off there when i say that like targeted ads i work in targeted ads yeah i do this for a living targeted ads is literally the bottom of the barrel of what these people are saying i know i know like it's like and so even just like this whole like oh i'm not going to be on tiktok because china has my data and blah 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 and this might be very controversial if i say this but like fuck off if whatever just listen to what i have to say but like it is that is the least of your concerns yeah. if you're like worried about data mining and data yeah selling. no if you're on the yeah. internet you have a digital footprint period exactly and, and like what there are much bigger and better things that are worth their money versus fucking are you gonna get an ad for a treadmill fucking desk right you know what I mean? that I is not at all what they're worried about yeah. so like when we're thinking about the capacity of nathan in this movie that is like it is far beyond that it is oh, yeah. billions and billions of dollars worth of like of what he's yeah, trying to honestly do this feels like the big like when i'm like oh my god if i'm like thinking about westworld and who funded it who came up with like the first technology before it was like a park right in the in the series i'm like oh it was nathan doing ex machina like he was like oh yeah. i just needed to convince you to see if like the data works and then he could sell yeah. it to this big company that's about to build this huge park and appeal to all these people's fucking likings because they've collected all this data from the internet and they're about to collect more from like video recording every fucking interaction yeah. that happens no, in the park. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. That would be how it worked if it was realistic. Like in yeah. today's world, I think that Nathan specifically um, thinks that he's bigger than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks well, he's thought- a fucking god. Yeah, exactly. So I do just want to say that, like, I looked up the meaning, uh, like, what Ex Machina meant and where it came from. And um, the title came from the saying Deus Ex Machina, which literally translates into God from the machine. And mm-hmm. it, um, it's like, basically, it was like a Latin saying that, like, it was about, like, the- like theater plays where, like, God always like whenever there was god represented in the play like he always dropped down from the like police okay like something mechanical yeah exactly so actually um, super cool that was the origin of it and then i'm pretty sure it's like been used like throughout but that that's really what it was is like god is like god is dropped from the machine Mm -hmm. right and that's exactly what happens is like oscar isaac's character nathan like thinks that he is god he's playing god yeah and and thinks that he because he wrote the code for something similar to google at 13 years old and whatever fucking marriage has like he thinks that he can play god and he thinks that he's worthy enough to do that and that's the thing is like no human is worthy enough to do that absolutely absolutely yeah, so I really like what they did in this. They did it really well, and it was smart, mm-hmm. and it was based in reality. You know, like, I think, like, the Turing test, it was just very, 
well done and their play and argument for consciousness is super interesting so we know that caleb is having meetings with ava or sessions as they're called how many are there like eight or nine i think in the movie there's I don't, I can't remember. Yeah, so it's something I on there. I after five, because after five is when shit gets real. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter anymore. He's just going to see this bitch whenever. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> so he, they're having progressions in the movie, and I think the first time I watched it, I didn't know that he was being set up, but the second time, I immediately knew he was being set up, you know, with the power outages. Um... And all these different things, like, happening, I don't know, and I don't know, just the way that, like, Oscar Isaac's character would explain it, I was like, that is such bullshit. If I was him, I would have been like, sir, you're lying to me, to my face. I know, he did have a way of talking, though, like, he had a way of just this, like, and I think that that was really smart of them to add in this, like really like intellectual mm-hmm. talking you around in circles dialogue yes. because he gaslighted him without any emotion which I've never yeah. seen before um but like I just feel like if like when I hear stories about like Joseph Stalin from like the fucking Soviet like regime that's what I think of is like I just hear like I just would hear like historical stories about like Joseph Stalin like making all of his like generals drink shots oh of yeah yeah or shots of vodka when he would be drinking shots of water and let them all yeah. get drunk and you know he was just like just always this master manipulator yeah calculated um, yes and like that's kind of like how I feel about um Nathan like he he had Caleb exactly where he wanted him the entire mm-hmm. time. And he knew exactly what he was going to do mm-hmm. before even coming in, which is why like the porn history, the knowing that his parents died, the, mm-hmm. the knowing that he was single, knowing that, you know, all these things yeah. like he knew about him from his search history. Yeah. And, and knew this was exactly the person that he needed to come out to be able to be like corrupted or be yeah. manipulated. Yeah, but like that's also like begs the question of like, like I still don't understand like his main goal, like if he wanted AI to be able to manipulate somebody, why would you bring the most susceptible person, the person that doesn't have parents and doesn't have family and doesn't have a girlfriend and lives by themselves and you know like like why not bring somebody like i guess this and he has said it that like ava was like one version he planned on updating her mm-hmm. you know i don't know if that was just for show to try to like like no i'm hey. sure he wanted to work out some bugs i mean he watched every fucking thing that they did and conversed mm-hmm. about so like i think that like ava is probably a very close thing but then you know like he's a he's an inventor and a scientist like you're always going to take notes and reiterate it to a better version oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um and the thing is like he does say to him that she was coded specifically to escape that was her only code by whatever means necessary escape and oh god it's just sorry not to be on a crazy ass tangent but like it's just so compelling because it's the same thing as Westworld you know you can make so many like uh, you have this coded loop 
and you're learning these things, and then you're learning more things and you're coming outside of the loop and you're making bigger and bigger projections as an AI, right? Making different decisions. And then you get so far out that like you jump and then like you're in another loop because you've learned so much, but everything that this AI or any AI is doing is still related to that core story. Mm-hmm. You know, and we don't find that out until later, but like, I don't know. That's the thing for me. It, yeah. I don't think that these things are conscious, but it doesn't need to be to sell it. Oh yeah. No. And, and that's okay. So just on that point, like you don't need to be conscious to have feelings, I think. And that, that was a big thing mm-hmm. is like, so we saw through the like, like, camera footage that Kyoko was first a like a robot just like Ava was in that room and was violent and trying to get out Mm -hmm. and then he deactivated her and then uploaded something else where she only wanted to dance and fuck and she was able to cut like raw salmon um you know and so he gave her like these specific qualities didn't let her talk Mm-hmm. but it's still like that was and like that's the thing is like her story in this movie was bigger to me than Ava's was I agree. Ava was always very very aware very self-aware very aware of her surroundings very like mm-hmm. as AI as AI could be right and then Kyoko was the one she was like the silent like she you know and then I don't know there is a point where like this is like a one qualm that I have about this movie is that there's a point where Ava's able to get out um, and she sees Kyoko uh, in the hallway and then she like whispers in her ear and you don't know what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like a Westworld's like Maeve moment. Like I'm yeah. able to speak to you. Yes. And, but I, I didn't like that it wasn't defined and I didn't, I would have liked it to be something something out loud or some some kind of action that triggered something in her because the thing is is like what when it comes to ai and this is very similar with humans is that like even though you think it might be over something as soon as you like have a flashback to a specific traumatic memory Mm -hmm. it's always there right and Mm -hmm. it's like it's like it's like the same thing if you think about like and i don't want to like compare consciousness to fucking my hard drive but like it's like you like can fill up your computer's storage and your computer's running slow as fuck and it's being groggy and it's being a little bitch and you can wipe that storage your computer is still not going to operate the same as it did before it never will Mm -hmm. right that's it's just it it like i don't know why that is but it's just that's the way that it's always been so i'm like it's the same thing with like that's how you can compare like unconscious living to conscious living of like Kyoko like still remembered this she didn't remember like she she doesn't actually remember any pain or suffering or anything but she still had the instinct to kill him she still had the drive to kill him so I think that like and that's it's very similar to a lot of the plot lines in Westworld yeah because she's remembering like loops from previous well, I mean, and maybe not even loops, just feelings. Well, right, just, feelings. Like, I yeah, feel yeah. 
this wet like i feel this way and yeah. like that's it's, it, like it happened with dolores over and over again mm-hmm. it happened with mave mm-hmm. over and over again sorry westworld fucking spoilers we're not really spoiling anything for westworld so no not really out. there's a lot of shit that happens yeah, there, there's a lot but... Of shit, but like there are a lot of like the hosts in westworld that have these same they don't know why they feel this way but they know that they're compelled to fucking kill right this guy. It, it reminds me of like them finding and getting through the maze you know what i mean like kyoko Mm -hmm. to me had that moment when she whispered in her ear like it was like she was telling her the the secret to the maze exactly and that's what's so interesting because in westworld that is consciousness correct right correct that is that is the key to consciousness so it's almost like did i mean this came out a while before like westworld did right so they're they're two and different things they're two different ai stories they were written different differently but like when we're thinking this was what the big like thing was in westworld and our biggest what we've talked about for hours and hours and hours on end was is there like a key to enlightenment is there a key to consciousness when you are not actually human Mm -hmm. right like is there something that like you can click it like it just clicks and you're just like okay i get it now Mm -hmm. i see it all now i feel it all now like you know is that possible and like that's the thing is like that's the age like not the age-old question but like the question since i guess the 19 fucking 50 when this what is it called to bring uh turling turling test came out i didn't realize that it came out in 19 fucking 50 folks it's been yeah 73 years since yeah and i'll just say also you know discussing ai yeah yeah so that came out and also like you know we're to, we're referencing westworld the series but there was westworld the movie that came out in the 70s mm-hmm. which is very similar to obviously that's where westworld the series is drawing their ideas and expanding on um but i'm sure that ex machina probably drew on that and other things uh but yeah it's it is yeah what makes consciousness i would probably say it's feeling but how do you measure feeling you can't you can't measure feeling in an ai that's why we have so much as a humankind like measuring feeling in in animals you know i think like you and i are as like sensitive beings have probably always intuitively known like i i think that all animals and living creatures have fucking feelings they're all sentient yes they're all sentient so uh and you know like what was it like i don't know like a year or two ago the like they it came out in like a headline they're like scientists are like we just discovered that that octopuses are sentient i'm like really have you seen them they're so smart the fuck you know so like i do think it's feeling but we can't measure feeling in animals well so so and that's the thing is like maybe pain but like i don't know so no my thought process is is like um you know when it comes to ai whether or not we can measure if they're real or not it still is the like the fact of the matter is that like we are writing them so similar to humans that we can't expect them not to feel pain or not feel these things so like that's that's the part where like we're playing god we're not just like having like you know and uh, i don't know i want to like like compare to like siri on our phones like hey siri open my calendar you know whatever like oh shit siri just turned on sorry oh god um (laughs) 
Um, no, it's, it's not just like a simple task, right? Like mm-hmm. these are like, we like with like true artificial intelligence, true, like hosts in Westworld or Ava and Nathan's fucking log cabin. Like the fact is like, you are, you are actually programming them to have human emotions and then treating them like, as if they're not human. Right. That's the, that's yeah. the, what issue. do you think it's is, not, yeah. Like the issue is not AI. The issue is who AI's hands are in. Right, right. That's the issue. It's yeah. like, are you worthy of actually doing this? And that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't. I personally don't think that anyone is worthy of having it. Yeah. And it's but like the scariest part, like when we think about this, because this movie came out eight years ago. Yeah. And now we're in a point where literally this was before Siri existed. This was before like google fucking alexa existed Mm -hmm. google whatever like this is before we could literally just like talk to our phones like out loud and just be like hey like do this for me do this for me and and that technically is ai it it, it, because it's listening to you and it's it's reading you and whatever but like even then like it's going so much further and then that's kind of the like bigger question now and why like i was so excited to talk about this movie now Mm -hmm is because it's it's the biggest question of like okay like ai is coming it's yeah it's gonna be here it's a thing and like who how is it going to be controlled whatsoever well i'm sure we'll see a westworld i don't want to see it i mean i'm not gonna lie like i do want to see it in real life but i also don't because it's scary like i don't know i think that like when we think about AI in that capacity, like we probably will see something like that. Uh, I don't know if in our lifetime, but like, I think in someone's lifetime, they'll see something like that, depending on like, if we're not worried about fucking warring over resources well, and shit. You know, and the thing is like, I'm less concerned about like a controlled environment like Westworld, even though Westworld was not controlled no. really at all. But like, I'm more <coughs> concerned about like it being like, every person's household whether it looks like a human or not it's still something right and like and the thing is there's a lot of shitty humans out there you know yeah. like Maddie and i have a lot of a lot of conversations about like how do you talk to your alexa you know like mm-hmm. you know it's just like like i literally will say please and thank you to siri because yeah. like it's uh, i don't know like i treat her like my that. friends like when i she does something for me i'm like thank you so much you're so helpful mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like it, you know, but there are plenty, probably more so than not, like people that just like they think and, and I feel like in that sense, like it's desensitizing, you know, Very. like okay, I can talk to I can talk to my TV that listens to me and I can talk to my phone that listens to me, I can talk to my Google fucking home that listens to me, and I can talk to this that listens to my car that listens to me. And I could be like, yeah, bitch, or like, what? Like, yeah, you could just be course. an asshole to it. And like, how desensitizing is is that? Mm-hmm. Like, to think that you can talk to all these things that sound like humans, that respond like humans. Mm-hmm. Like, how soon before you're talking to everyone? Exactly. Like that, or, how soon before, you know. So, um, I don't know. It's just like, it, like, there's so many ways that like we can think about this developing that are fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, it's, there's a lot of layers to it. And that's why I really wanted to talk about this movie is because it is, 
it raises a lot of really good questions and some really, I think, interesting and necessary thought patterns. It's like, oh, yeah, like, this is something that we should be thinking about because it is something that we're, first of all, we're already living with. Don't they have, like, a sex robot out there already because men are gross? Oh, plenty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You nasty little motherfuckers. Ugh. Anyways, I mean, oh my God, we're not sex shaming though. Don't, don't. But oh like, no, 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 no. <laughs> robot shaming for the for the for the mo. But like, we're not sex shaming. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm I'm only shaming it when you're using it in a way that is like kind of like how you used it in the movie. And I'm like, ugh, oh. like gross, bro. Like you're just being dangling. Full other point is like, oh yeah, I have a sex like sex robot or sex doll or something that looks like a woman that I'm just gonna beat up and fuck. Exactly. Right? Like, and it's just Mm-hmm. holy fucking shit like and this is you know honestly there's no universal cure for this outside of like mental health awareness and the fact that like therapy should be cheaper and accessible to everyone and please united states i think it get should be fucking, fucking mandatory for everyone I literally spot the fuck on and yeah. like i'm just like united states god damn it can we just be like canada with like yeah just universal health care because like these fucking dudes need it yeah these guys need it yeah and They're honestly so do the gals cool. i could go for some free health care right about now hell yeah mental oh health care give me that give Bitch, me that 200 dollars a therapy session is fucking killing me girl oh yes yes so <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think that it opens up the conversation for so many things. And you're right. Like, I think like we see stuff all the time in media now where it's like, oh, AI is going to take over. That's I think then Elon Musk say that he's like, that's the one thing that I'm scared most of is AI because it can it can be so exponential so fast with like the directions it can go in and it can be very catastrophic because we've never seen it. It's a precedent. It has never been measured. This is this is the beta test. You know what I mean? Like we're living it. So I can see why people get so concerned and like why people have written about it for years to come. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and, you know, and especially like in the most recent years, like I've seen code write itself. And it's fucking girl. It is so GPT, which I'm I'm like, it blew up overnight. It's in it's free right now. It's in its beta thing, but like it's like some super awesome fucking my mom even told she was like girl do you know what this is and i was like yeah yeah i do i mean i'm not on it because like i don't have the need for it right now but it's so interesting because i read an article that was like yeah this thing is so good that it can write essays that in school there they might have to eliminate the uh like precedent of that from the curriculum because people aren't going to need to write. And he said, it might not be a bad thing because people can read and comprehend. Like you might not have to write as long as you can like comprehend and like get it down on something. Like did it was very, I will that, like I am like, you know, we are children of the technological revolution. We are the children that came up when we had home computers in our living rooms to cell phones to laptops to we're you know, the only generation that lived with both non-computer memories both. and computer memories exactly 
So it's like, we saw it come up and it was, it was a slow process when we were growing up. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a very slow process from like one computer generation to another computer generation to da 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 to aim to da to whatever. And then finally, finally 10 years later to a smartphone. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's like, we saw a very slow progression. And then since then it's been like catapulted into this has turned into something so crazy that no one knows how to control that. No one knows what it is that no one knows anything over fucking night. Yeah. And that's the only thing that scares me is not technology. It's just the, the rate at which we are advancing in technology right now. I agree. You know, and there's only a small portion of the population that can actually, that actually understands any of it, that mm-hmm. knows it, that we will be like, hey, the world is ending because of your technology. What are we going to do? And it's right. going to be fucking a schmuck in a basement somewhere who, uh, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, there are like plenty of like good advancements in technology, but I think that we are accelerating at a, at a rate faster than ever before in history. At this rate compared to fucking like the 1700s, like the rate that we went, that we increased in technology and our knowledge of it in 10 years would be like the equivalent of like a hundred years back then, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. we're, it's just going so fast. And that's why movies like X, X Machina are so fucking relevant right now. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, this. This might have not been as relevant back in 2014, but it's yeah. relevant as fuck right now because I'm like, we are on the precipice of this, if not already there. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's fucking billionaire schmucks like fucking Nathan or like Elon Musk or fucking, I, honestly, I think Jeff Bezos is like so into like getting fit that like, I don't think he's even into, he's so rich. Like, I, I don't think that Jeff Bezos ever really wanted anything. Elon Musk, on the other hand, wants to fucking rule the world. So like, you know, we have schmucks like that, that mm-hmm. like, at least Oscar Isaac had a good tan. I will say oh that. Oh my God. Wait, throat. you know what? Before we even get close to the end of this, I just want to make <laughs> sure we mention this man's hot ass body in this movie. I forgot. First of all, I didn't even know it was Oscar Isaac in this movie until like recently because it's old and, you know, I'm not super well versed in media. I just mm-hmm. like this shit sometimes. Um, But yeah, Oh my god. He was a dick. I hated him in this movie. But he was fucking hot. Baby. Oh my god. Hi, dad. Yeah. Oh, he was hot. Yeah, get over here with your hot. little sweaty workout body. Ugh. You know, and honestly, they made him look trash because they shaved his hair down so fucking, like, short. Yeah. And then they gave him the, the like, burly beard. Hair. And then they dressed him in like sweats and a wife beater every single day. And I'm like, this man, do you know what he looks like in a suit? Truly. He deserves better. Yeah. So we enjoyed that. Yeah. 10 out of 10. 10 out of fucking 10. Ugh. (laughs) Even as a psycho, I'm just like, yeah, I'd still, you know, eh, take that back. I wouldn't do him in this movie. I wouldn't do him in this movie. I do him in every other movie that he's been in not in this one yeah this one, with with the fucking well, paired with the personality like, it's just too much it literally honestly i feel like i would fuck him for his personality i would not fuck him because he has like a sex robot exactly like, 
Exactly. Like, it's the like, robots like, that not even know, like him up. being able to fucking talk me in circles. I'd be like, I hate you so much. Let's get it. But like, you right. know. Yeah, no, the robots are exactly what would turn me off from this too. You know, and just all the like robot corcuses, like carcasses. Carcasses. <laughs> carcasses. In his fucking closet. I'm just yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, it's fucking weird, man. He's a weird motherfucker. And I'm like, dude, you have a hot bod. How did you turn out so weird? You could have just been, had normal women. Yeah. You know, like not not normal, but like real alive ones with warm blood. He feels. Do you ever get scared of like fucking a guy that's too smart? Yes, of course. I, I don't do. want to feel dumb. I no, want them no, to feel dumb. Like, I'm, I'm scared of fucking guy that's too smart because of shit like this because i'd be like what are you like like you are your brain moves too fast you escalated from like i'm just gonna like have a little wank to pornhub.com to like i'm gonna build myself something sentient to fuck like i just oh yeah that first of all i would never date that person because of that i'd be like i don't think i could ever be good enough for same thing with like a plastic surgeon i would never date because it'd be like first of all you have a dream vision in your head same with someone who's building a robot like i'll never be that well yeah yeah yeah. no but i mean like even just like a person that's just like too quick yeah no that first of all i would say for me it's an ego thing i would feel super inferior and insecure because i want to you know i always want who doesn't want to be smarter and better? You know, I think that's like what we're all working towards, but like to be outsmarted and to be out bettered all the time would fucking piss me off. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I just feel like if I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I care about being outsmarted or like I care about being out bettered for sure. I'm just yeah, like, you competitive bitch. You gotta, like you got to give me something and I need to know it's real. But like, if you're smarter than me, that's hot. But like, if you are too smart, then I am like, your brain is working faster than the rest of us. Yeah. And if I want sex all the time, then that means that you are already finding ways to be jerking off right now in front of me without me knowing. Truly. Truly. I, yeah, like, no, I wouldn't like, like that. You're too, you're too, like you're too evolutionary for me. I need you to just pull it back down. So yeah, there's there. Yeah. I feel like he would be that kind of person. Like I would feel intimidated because not just because he's smarter than me, because he enjoys being smarter than me. And I'm like, yes. okay, yeah, you enjoy it. But like, I like I don't know I would just constantly be thinking like you're yeah how are you trying to take over the world right now like what are you thinking pinky yeah yeah um yeah no I agree like don't get me wrong I like a smart guy you know I think I have always been attracted to smart people but it does feel intimidating because guess what I'm like a little bit smart I'm I'm a little bit smart, but I have to work really hard. I have to work really hard. Like I'm a little more creative. Very smart. Thank you for saying that. I worked really hard. None of it came natural. Not a single bit. I had to study and suffer and cry about these math problems. And then I became a little bit more smart. 
Um, I would, for me, like, I just would feel so intimidated because I'm like, I really had to work really hard. And like, I think for some people it comes so natural. Um, and like, look, maybe I'm thinking what comes natural to other people. Like they fail in a bunch of other shit and I'm just being fucking insecure and hard on myself. But yeah, I, yeah, it would not feel good. I need someone who's a little bit smarter than me, but not too, too smart because then I'd feel lost as fuck all the time and I'd feel unrelatable and I'd be like, I can't do this with you. Yeah. Yeah. That dick is too smart. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, how are both heads working right now? Truly. Hmm. Oh, too much. But yeah, Nathan, um, his personality was trash for me. Yeah. He was so rude. Uh, yeah, no, I think that he was sexy. His personality was sexy, but I mean, yeah, everything else. But I also hated it. About him sucked, you know, like he, like the, especially the way he dressed. I'm just like, God, true, Oscar, true. you just you know, <laughs> Oscar moves, dance moves, great, yeah, dance moves, wonderful. Oh my that God, was- honestly, such a good scene, such a good. Yeah. Scene. I was like, those hips yeah. do not fucking lie. Mm-hmm. get over mm-hmm. here arms don't lie. he did he did a whole lot in that and i was like yeah yeah he did yeah. a bunch of like um, pelvic thrusting i was like oh mm-hmm. oh um, in the air yeah, no, but like his the things that he would say were really compelling and i'm yes. like yeah okay i would be in like very interested in a conversation with him which is hot but um yeah no but him himself not nope gross yeah yeah and it's hard to say that about him because i fucking love oscar isaac i think he's like the sexiest fucking (laughs) so so yeah let's just pretend let's just forget about it for the time being and just remember him Mm -hmm. in all his beautiful forms um and not this one yeah um Okay, let's talk favorite scenes before we end this, babe. Yeah, okay. So, um, I guess, you know, for me, I mentioned it before. Obviously, the the Japanese garden style shooting. Like, I, and I want to say big, big shout out to A24. Especially throughout the series that we just did. I noticed how beautiful... And how well the framing was in every single Mm. movie. And this one was no different. There were some Mm. really good lingered moments where it wasn't too long. It was long enough for me to like see it and get a sense and and not feel it. It was nice. It was so nice. And I love that like it was, I mean, and this is like kudos to to the director, but like it was, I loved that the scenery was just kind of like, it wasn't just your normal scenery that you'd get in a movie like this. It was like mountains and fog and yes. waterfalls and, and just this like very like, and that folks is still nature and it's still fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, no, it was great. I do not remember the, how like vivid and great the scenery I was. Forgot I forgot too. I forgot too. It felt, um, it was, it was a nice breakup between the yeah the, like hence like, I think scene. and I think what was really nice about it it coupled well with the story right so like for me the those scenes felt pensive and meditative yes. which this is a pensive movie it makes you think mm-hmm. so I really liked that the shot made me feel pensive and again like coupled yeah. with the movie the like 
these scenes are making me feel things and like we're talking about consciousness and what makes consciousness is it feeling you know so like I just think that like on the other senses besides visual like I guess like it's the sixth sense right like you it makes you feel something you know like that's kind of what that felt like so I really enjoyed that and I think the other thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is actually how cute Ava was like she was really cute and sweet and it felt human and almost childish and naive um you know when she like drew the the thing for him like the flowers the still picture and then she drew him um Mm -hmm. and I think like just the I don't know her asking questions I like that and then the scene where she sees her just her face in the hallway with all the other masks she just kind of like looks at it for a moment you know it's almost like a physical mirror you know she's looking at a bust of her face and like yeah you know it just like felt like oh this is a fucking glitch in the matrix like what did that just like again like it felt like uh opening of the maze you know gaining consciousness understanding that like she is not the only prototype like there's many of her and she could probably tap into like these systems this hive mind i don't even know i'm just i'm going but like yeah i i really liked that it felt very um i'm looking like through the looking glass that is me but i am here so how can i be that there you know it's i've i just love that i love it what about you um i just hold on actually i just wanted to correct myself from earlier because when you just said through the looking glass it was not based on wizard of oz it was alice in wonderland alice in wonderland oh my god Um, basically the same different yeah no it was it was alice in wonderland not the wizard of oz but the wizard of oz did have um anyways but uh i don't know i think my favorite part was probably when ava leaves caleb as like and that just shows like how much of a bitch i am but like i loved it i loved it i was like yes girl go to you and not even on some like yes girl like you were true girl i'm like yes ai go fucking get it how you get it get it how you live it go crazy crazy you know like i'm just like fuck that guy like and honestly like because it's like okay we look at caleb the entire movie like he is the victim but like he's he's participating actively participating he signed a whole ass waiver yeah he signed an nda that motherfucker so like he can't say shit he's not getting out of that room anyways that motherfucker died there oh absolutely starved you know but it's still like it's like in her eyes and in anyone's eyes like it's it's actually just like it shows like how ai she actually is is like how bold she was to just be like all right bye exactly because she completely left yeah and it's like you know she had one goal and that was to survive and that you know and to escape yeah yeah so it's like and I, I just want to bring this up, just the last thing about her escaping. I'm so glad that you brought this up as, like, your favorite scene. Um, He gives her that little anecdote uh, story about the person. It's the thinking question. It was, like, a, a, a thinking exercise. So if the person can only see black and white, but they know everything about color, 
everything. They know where it came from, the history, the blah, 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 the different hues that, but you know, they only have ever seen black and white because they live in a black and white world. And then they walk out of this room one day and it's all color and everything that they thought they knew is fucking blown up. And that's when they are considered human and gain consciousness. And she does walk out. And I wonder, like, that's the thing, like, the movie, right, it ends. And this is what I love, the ambiguousness of it. I wonder if she thinks, especially because she got that story, now that she's out in the world, I wonder if she's like, I am human. I'm human now. I've gained consciousness. Like, and this is something that she believes because it was told she's, it's something in her experience that, scripted. You know, if I, if I, like, if I, I think that she has always felt like she was conscious because how could you not? You're given. Yeah. You're given this, human aspects. You're given the idea that you are a conscious being yeah. among, uh, amongst other conscious beings. So yeah. how can you feel otherwise? And even like drawing back to like what she said in the beginning, like where he said, where would you be like, where would you put yourself in the world? She said an intersection because she wants to be around people, people, people watching. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, she now is finally in the world where she, and like she is AI. So she will just continuously bring in all these behaviors and all these like anecdotes everything yeah and that will make her feel probably even more human right mm-hmm. so like and like that it, i guess is the biggest question about ai is like what like we know that humans um drive is to survive and to procreate to be loved and to be smart and to be whatever like we have all these different ambitions but like mm-hmm. what is ai's ambition like that's the biggest question. I don't. The think same, I think it's the that. same as humans because they've been scripted that way. It's to mm-hmm. procreate and to survive and to live and to be loved and to find joy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. We can't yeah. create anything else except but in our image. There's there's no yeah. creating something new and unheard of. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. There's just not. Exactly. You know. So, so yeah, it's. Um, I guess. The reason I brought that up is because you were saying, like, it just goes to show us how cold AI actually can be. So I wonder, like, so from this moment, like, yes, it was very cold, but now that she's outside and going to be gaining these experiences, I wonder if, you know, for the sake of, like, terms. Well, right. Like, I wonder if she'll warm. Like, if she will. I know. I I 100% think that she would. Yeah, I think so, too. Because, like, the only experience she's ever known was Nathan and Caleb. Right. And while she was in a box and suppressed yeah. and oppressed, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, yeah. So, and I think that that's why she was able to just leave Cable like that, even though he was, he did get he her out. Even she her getting the nice fuck out. Yeah, no, and even though he was nice to her, and you know, she still like was like, okay, you're a means to an end, and mm-hmm. not only that, like for her own self, um, like survival it was like you also participated in keeping me in here yeah yeah you know and i'm like so i don't know i just i love it i'm just like yeah you be the you be the cold-hearted bitch we don't see that enough honestly honestly (laughs) oh yeah no i think that yeah and that was obviously one of the you know the best things i i truly did not think that was going to happen in the end i was like dude like he literally freed you but you know 
he also participated. So, like, it was only three to four days, though. Like, you got to give this man time to process. Like, see, this is why she needs to get out in the world and have human experiences. Honestly, good for her. I think he should have died. Yeah, two had to be sacrificed for the greater good of Ava and her learning. And it's fine. And even then, I'm just like, you should have died anyways. (laughs) Fuck you. Honestly. Fuck you guys. And that's on AI. (laughs) Don't try to control me, bitch. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I think this was a fucking great episode. I think we covered it. Hi. Yeah, I think we did too. I hope that it was compelling for you guys. Um, I hope we didn't give too too much of it away so that you're still compelled enough to go and watch it. If you oh, yeah, no, seen it and you this whole thing for away. what reason, who knows? Honestly, we barely give anything away. The movie is incredible. We have hardly scratched the surface on like how meaningful this shit all is. So yeah, yeah, go watch it. It will make you smarter. Yeah, yeah. Go fucking have fun. Live your best life, getting smart about AI, and also becoming aware and just wary of AI. Don't treat your Siri like shit. Say thank you to her. Say thank you to Alexa. She supports you every day. God, be nice to them. And honestly, like, so does that CI operative on the other side. You know, thank them. Yeah. Uh, yeah be practice gratitude in all forms especially when you're talking to someone that sounds like a human otherwise you will end up being cunty forever be nice yeah people yeah being nice is literally free literally oh anyways that's the lesson that is the lesson you know nathan and caleb you guys weren't nice and you had to pay the price wow Give me a rap label immediately because that rhymed. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, come check us out next week because I think we're going to be doing maybe one to two more of these because it was just so fun and nothing has been coming out. It's still dry. It's still dry for content until like the second week of February. So we don't know what movie it's going to be, but it'll be a surprise. I know we'll post about it on socials when we figure it out. So anyways, love you guys. Um, Check us out on hb.hose at Instagram, hb underscore hose at Twitter. And you can email us at hbhose at gmail.com. It won't. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not right. I don't know. I always fuck that up for us. It's it's hosehbo at gmail.com or hose at hbhost.com. We have both. One of them is on Outlook 365. We fucking hate it. So, like, honestly, Gmail us. It's better. Hosehbo at gmail.com. Hosehbo at gmail.com. Love you, babies. Come back next week. Bye.